أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome back to living the Quran through the living Quran in this series we've been reviewing chapter number fifty three surah najm the chapter of the star and today in our discussion we're looking at part number twelve under the theme of the deniers. And this discussion will take us through verses number 33 through and up to verse number 37. This particular passage is interesting because God speaks about two other prophets, uh, namely Prophet Musa and Prophet Ibrahim. May God's peace and blessings be upon both of them. And he tells us of some of the qualities, or at least one of the traits of Prophet Ibrahim salam. Without further ado, let us listen to the Arabic recitation of these five verses, followed by their English translation, and they will come back with the commentary as authored by Sheikh Mohsen Karaati. Allah says the following in this chapter. <laughs> Have you considered him who turned away and gave a little and held back? Does he possess knowledge of the unseen and can therefore foresee? Or was he not informed of what is in the scrolls of Moses and of Abraham who fulfilled? Now, the word that God uses, akda, this word comes from the original word kudya, and it means miserliness and withholding one's hand from offering charity. And the original meaning of it was the hard ground. The second word which we want to just uh, reflect upon is the word waffa. And this word refers to the fact that at all times in his life, Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, was faithful to the promises which he made. Now, in regards to the history of Revelation of verse number 33 in specific, however, really this entire group of verses, it has been mentioned that these verses were revealed in regards to an individual who used to assist needy people. When others saw him, they said to him, If you continue helping others like this, a day will come when you will become needy. Upon hearing this and thinking about it, he decided to stop helping those who were less fortunate than him, becoming miserly. Now, when it comes to Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, God has praised him in the Quran, highlighting many of his unique qualities, such as the following. He is known as extremely patient, Allah. He is known as being submissive, Halim. He is called one who has insight, Basir. He is referred to as being sincere, Mukhlis. He's being, he has been called uh, obedient, qanat. He's also been referred to as being thankful, shakir. God also refers to Prophet Ibrahim as extremely truthful, siddiq. He's referred to in the Quran as being a true believer, a mu'min. He's also given this title of being one who performs beautiful actions, muhsin. He is loyal. He's referred to as wafi. God also refers to him as a friend when God calls him Khalil. He's also referred to in the Quran as an Imam, as a leader rather, as Imam. He's also been portrayed as an example for others to follow, an Uswa. 
He's also been titled as being a nation unto his own, an ummah. God also calls him a devout worshipper, an abid. He's also referred to as being the upright one, a hanif. And last but not least, God refers to Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, as being one who has submitted to God, a Muslim. Now, there are two instances in the Quran in which Prophets Abraham and Moses, peace be upon both of them, have been mentioned alongside one another. The one, obviously, is in this chapter, in, this, uh, in these verses under review, while the other instance is found in Surah Al-A'la, verse number 80, chapter number 87, verse number 19, in which God says, Suhafi Ibrahim wa Musa, the scriptures of Abraham and Moses. Let us conclude with a few of our takeaway messages, some things that we can learn from this passage of verses from Surah Al-Najm. Message number one is that when it comes to upbringing, the act of tarbiyah, we need to make use of those role models and good exemplars which are around us. Just as in this passage, we saw that God made mention of Musa and Ibrahim, Prophet Moses and Abraham, peace be upon both of them, even in our own day-to-day lives when we are trying to uh, bring up our children, or even we could say it, teaching the community, uh, we need to make use of those role models and exemplars that are around us and direct people to see their way of life and their qualities and their characteristics and to learn from them. Point number two is that each of the two opposites of the human being, meaning their spiritual ascension and also the spiritual decline, that both of these have multiple stages that people will go through. However, the initial stage is theological, and from there comes the practical, both the ascension and also the decline. The third and the final point for today is that, how does one know that in the future they will fall into poverty, and so that today they would maintain their stinginess? as they think that there's a possibility that they may become poor later on. None of us know the future. We don't know what God has in store for us. And so if we have wealth, even if that be a little amount, whatever we have, we need to help the poor. We have to help, have to help the needy. We have to help those who are less fortunate in the society. Not worrying that, you know, that we will be poor ourselves if we continue to help them, because as long as we keep our trust in God, and we have moderation in what we give in charity and what we spend personally, we will see that we will have enough for ourselves, for our family, for our community, and for those less fortunate people of our society. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.